of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. In today's gospel reading, Jesus healed a man with something called dropsy, which is likely what we know to be edema or some sort of severe swelling in the body. And it was on the Sabbath day. And so he used that moment to teach the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees had a number of man-made rules about the Sabbath, and Jesus wanted to expose that. And so Jesus healed the man, then gave some parables, and offered some good advice. When you go to a wedding feast, Jesus said, don't sit in the honored spots. You'll just be asked to move down and be shamed in front of everybody. Instead, sit in the lowest spot. Then you might be honored when the host asks you to move up higher. Verse 11, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. It's a pretty clear and simple point. If you want to be exalted, then humble yourself. But Jesus didn't have to become a man to make that point. We knew that already. It was already in today's Old Testament lesson from Proverbs, which I intended to already have open. Do not put yourself forward in the presence of a king or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. So we already knew that advice. We already had the law. Plus, it's just plain common sense party etiquette, isn't it? God didn't become flesh to give us party advice. And since it was only a few months out from his death on the cross, he was up to something more than just instructing people on how to find a good seat at weddings. So what was Jesus up to? Everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is a tricky thing. If you aspire to be great at humility, that is to achieve more of it, you end up getting less. If you boast that you're great at being humble, then you obviously aren't humble. If you enjoy being humble or even notice how humble you are, then you've killed your humility. On the other hand, if you brag about not being humble, then you're just stubbornly prideful. So, admit that you have it and you clearly don't. Or admit that you don't have it and you've just admitted that you're arrogant. It's a lose-lose when it comes to measuring your own humility. In our sin, an effort to make yourself humbler is usually an attempt at a higher status in the eyes of those around you, those who reward humility. But isn't that just the opposite of sincere humility? If you're trying to look humble so people think that you're humble, then you're not humble. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to be humble. The scriptures are clear that it's a good thing and we should strive 
toward it. My point is simply that in our sinful flesh, it's one of those things that we can't achieve by trying to achieve it. And we can't measure it in ourselves without accidentally killing it. At best, you can keep your prideful words and actions to yourself, but your sinful heart and mind expose you. And think about it. When you recognize that you're about to say or do something that's anti-humble and you stop it, that's great, but it's too late. Your pride has been exposed before God in your heart. And yet Jesus says, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So if you want to be exalted, and who doesn't, you need to humble yourself. But then humbling yourself is just a show. It's a masquerade. You don't really think yourself to be less or lower than others. You really just want to be exalted. You hope that by pretending to be humble now, it might set you up to be exalted later. To pretend to be humble now, so that you might be exalted later, is just self-pleasing, self-focused, and sinful. Now you can imagine how this might have played out with the Pharisees at the next dinner that was hosted. All of them frantically scrambling like children playing musical chairs, trying to snag the lowest spot. But it was only done in hopes that they would later be exalted. They wouldn't, try, they wouldn't be trying to be humble. It was just a self-serving charade so they could earn a higher spot later. So it's a paralyzing situation. It seems like you can't get more humble on your own, and yet the scriptures are constantly telling you to be humble. Ephesians 4.2, be humble and gentle. James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord. 1 Peter 5.5, clothe yourself with humility. Proverbs 3.34, God favors the humble. And Romans 12.16, do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be conceited. The law is clear about this. Be humble. But in our sin, we literally can't achieve it. So what's Jesus really after here? It's more than wedding seating advice and more than just telling the Pharisees to be humble since they already knew that they should be. Jesus wanted the Pharisees to know that they were just as broken and unable to fix themselves as that guy with dropsy that Jesus had healed just before he gave them the parable. The Pharisees were trying to exalt themselves in the eyes of others by the law. And so they fashioned new laws and judged everyone else, including Jesus, to be lower than them according to their man-made laws, so that they would be more exalted by comparison. That's what sinners do. We exalt ourselves before God as though we need no mercy from Him, as though we have all of this figured out already. We're at least better than everybody else. That's why it's so easy for us to sometimes skip church or avoid studying your Bible, because we think that we're not broken and that we know it all 
already. Sinners don't think that they're broken. Like the Pharisees, we justify ourselves under the law, finding others who are worse than ourselves, making excuses for our sin, and refusing the Lord's gifts. So, Jesus wants us broken by the law, not using it to exalt ourselves and not using it to break others. Sinners and Pharisees alike can't humble themselves. To humble yourself only exposes your selfishness. Jesus wants us to stop looking at ourselves and stop trying to exalt ourselves, but he wants us turning to him. He is the only one to suffer true humiliation. All our self-exalting, all our pride and arrogance, he took upon himself. Though innocent, he was counted as the most arrogant and the most self-exalted in our place. He was humbled for our sins and killed instead of us. Jesus comes to all who have exalted themselves before God, those trying to live by their own worthiness, to the Pharisees and to us. He comes in humility, a suffering servant giving himself over to death on our behalf. He comes as our savior from sin and the law, giving us peace and rest from all guilt. He invites all to his feast, all of those who have been humbled by their own sin, those crippled by guilt, those blinded by their desire for vengeance. He comes to, help, to heal and fix the broken. He who was brought to the greatest humility on the cross is now exalted by us as he gathers us to his table. He delivers the gifts of his cross to us as he gives us his body and blood. Friend, move up higher, he says. Your sins are forgiven. And now he sets us before each other in true humility as those turned from themselves whose eyes have been fixed on Jesus, the one who has truly humbled himself for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand for prayer.